2: A Mercedes-Benz On the road again
0: Here are your hosts, Dana Southern and Gary Green Good morning
3: Oop, go. Good morning and welcome to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot My name is Dana Southern I'm here with my friend and business partner, Gary Green And collectively, we are Your Car Insiders We work for you, exclusively for you Looking out for your best interest as it relates to every aspect of, of purchasing a car, whether you're financing it, whether you're leasing, whether you're paying cash, whether it's dealer or private party. We're here to help you not only get a great deal, but also understand and be treated with as much courtesy and, and you know, it's, compassion it's, as
2: possible. You know, and it's kind of funny because one of the things I really don't like doing is that I, I don't really want to help you buy a car private party. And there's a pretty rare, pretty rare, and and I don't because I don't trust the people that are online selling cars on Craigslist through Auto Trader. Now I don't do it very often, and I don't blame you. It could be a pain. It's not worth my brain damage. Now I kind of you know talked the other day, a radio show listener. All of a sudden, these people are sending links. Okay, I'm going to repeat myself. Do not, I will not open a link that you send me. I opened a link and for four days I was getting, I got an email from the dealership that actually said, you looked at this car, you might be interested in that. They have ways of capturing your information, not only yours, but when you send me the link and I open it. Now, I will tell you this. gentleman called me about a great price on a 2007 Ford F-150. I'm not helping you buy a 12-year-old 12, 12 car. It's not... It's not that I think it's a bad idea. And well,
3: explain to them why, because there's reasons why we don't want to do it. First off, we're not salesmen. Second off, we're consumer advocates. If, if we go out, and, and, and just so that we can make $400, help, you, not what we help do. you buy something that we have no idea that it might break the next week or right. the next month. And
2: no, and no one knows that. But the funny thing about it was I have access to a whole bunch of tools, the exact same tools that the dealerships use. So when the gentleman said about the vehicle, I looked and I saw this free Carfax. So I click on the free Carfax and it says vehicle was traded in at this dealership and then it says vehicle was sold at an auction. Well, if it's a 2007 Ford F 150 and the dealership that took it in and trade is a Ford dealership and they took it to the auction, there's something wrong with the vehicle. And see, so you know this instantly, right. Gary. So I then was able to go to the auction and see because I know what auction the dealership sends cars to. I have a login to that auction. I find the exact vehicle and I find what the car sold for at the auction. Now, I didn't hear back from the guy, and I don't mind, I don't care, you want to do this on your own, I don't care. I don't want to help somebody buy a 12-year-old car. Now, for what I told him, what I told him about the car was more than our $400 fee than we charge for what it saved him. Because if he didn't call me, he'd have gone in and bought that car. Now, when you buy a used car, understand something. There is a 15-day, 500-mile implied warranty. Merchantability. If the vehicle should stop driving in the first 15 days and 500 miles, is that covered? Yes. Okay. If the air conditioning goes out in the vehicle, is that covered? Nope. So when you take a car that's 12 years old, most dealerships do what they call an S&S. A smog and safety. safety. They have to make sure the vehicle has current emissions, and they have to make sure the car starts and stops. You buy the vehicle, and there becomes a problem. You're on your own. I promise you, if this Ford store took in that 85,000 mile 2007, they were pissed.
3: That they couldn't keep it. That
2: they couldn't retail it. So they sent it to... Another dealership, and that other dealership reported to Carfax, brake pads installed, rotors resurfaced. We I can know promise that. you that wasn't the reason the Ford dealership didn't keep the car. And I, I hope
3: that people were listening to what Gary was just talking about because it doesn't matter if it's a 12-year-old vehicle that maybe we're not as much interested in pursuing but when it comes to being able to gather information for either of us to be able to look at a Carfax and and determine whether it really is a one-owner car whether it's a two owner car, whether it's a three owner car, where it's been moved to, where it was sold. We, we have the ability to, to because of our 60 plus years of learning each day, we have the ability to, to hunt information and gather information that can make all the difference in the world. We know to run immediately, often people look at an ad and it can even be a carfax ad where it's a carfax dealer where the vehicle well, carfax has, guarantees the condition of the car and he's being facetious of course and carfax guarantees it's never been an accident right yeah um of course facetious again the they're only responsible for what's reported to them the the key in in buying a used vehicle, and, and when Gary mentioned it i probably over the years I, I would bet it 's probably maybe only ten or fifteen times that i 've helped someone actually buy a vehicle private party, and a lot of it has to do with. A, it being a a good car in the first place, well, it has to be inspected by a mechanic if I'm going to help someone purchase it, because under no circumstances would I ever guide someone to buy a vehicle that way without having it inspected first. And there's just so many people that are unethical, that, that do business, whether it be on Craigslist or... Even advertising in a lot of these sites like cargurus that there 's a lot of dealers when that will simply put cars out on the lot that the way that Gary was describing that eighty five thousand mile two thousand and seven. That's a vehicle that that Ford dealership keeps 100 out of 100 times unless there's a really good reason not to. And it sure as heck, no way on earth would have been over brake pads and rotors. There was something else wrong with that vehicle, for sure, that made them kick it at the dealership. And then the people that went and retailed it, they don't care because they're not the big dealership that's going to... Actually, it was a
2: big dealer that bought the car. Really? It was actually in the same dealer group. Wow. So you know, one of the things is, you know, one thing that Dana and I do really well is we listen so that we can help you the best way possible. So I had a gentleman call me the other day and he said to me, I need to I need to buy the car. I actually test drove it and the car's at this dealership. And I said, Well, that's great. I won't go there. And he says, Well, I'll go wherever you want me to go. So I said, this is where I'd like to go, and please tell me what it is you'd like to buy. So I called my friend who's the general manager, and he said, hey, car's not a problem to get. I can get one. So it was a specific trim level Nissan Altima SR with none of the additional option packages. He didn't care about a sunroof. So it's called a 2019 Altima 2.5 SR base model. No options. Now, when I say no options, it's no packages, but the car's fully loaded when it comes to Windows locks, tilt, cruise, CD players, all that stuff. Backup camera, Bluetooth. All that stuff. So I call one of my friends who's a salesman at the dealership, and he says, Gary, I'll have the car here today. That was a Friday. Saturday morning, I get a text with a picture of the car sitting at the dealership. (laughs) I told the gentleman the car's there, and I told him, now, do yourself a favor. When they call you to, from this dealership, did you, you gave them your phone number. Yep, they're going to call you. Yep, they already have. They've called me three times since I was there two days ago. I said, why don't you do this? Next time they call, tell them you decided to buy a different kind of car. And this guy was so honest and straightforward. He says, well, I don't want to lie. I said, then you're going to deal with them calling you every single day, and they're going to piss in your Wheaties, is the phrase. After you buy the vehicle. After you have to buy the vehicle. So Explain up, what that means to him. So up until the time we drove to the dealership, he was getting emails, phone calls, texts, and the final text was, they cannot do what we can do. Well, of course they can. And when I'm working with the general manager of the dealership, he can do whatever the heck he wants. So they kind of told the guy, you're wasting money having a broker. (sighs) Well, first of all, Dana and I aren't brokers. We're consumer advocates. So we got to the dealership, and begrudgingly, the gentleman drove the car. He didn't feel he needed to drive it because I said, you have to drive the car. Even if you just drive around the parking lot a few times, drive the car. He drove the car. Now, this was one of those things when we talked about trade-ins. So when someone starts the conversation, I have a 2002 Infiniti I-30. You don't say anything. You let him finish. Now, I'm the original owner. I've serviced the car religiously every 3,000 miles, and the vehicle's in great shape. Now, it's the first time ever that somebody described I shouldn't say that one of the few times that somebody described a used car to me and they didn't do justice to the car. So the car shows up. And I mean, it looks like it's a year old. The only thing wrong with the car was on the left rear tire, he had rotated the tires. He hit a curb and he took a chunk out of the sidewall. but he had taken the vehicle to discount and discount said there was nothing wrong with the tire. So, when you put this vehicle into the Mannheim Auction Report, MMR, it comes up about $850. It's a 16-year-old car, but there's none of them there that are one owner, 59,000 miles. So when I sat with the general sales manager who was working the deal, he bid the trade, and he told me what he could buy the car for, and I said, well, why don't we do this? Everything's fine, but give him another 500 bucks for the trade. Now, the problem with that car is the GM wasn't there that day. I called him when I left and said, don't you let anybody buy that car out of the trade pen until you see it, because I've never seen a 2002 car with 60,000 miles that looked like this and was taken care of like that. The most
4: prestigious and coveted honor that American Honda Motor Company awards dealerships is the President's Award.
0: Make a plan today to get your eyes checked.
5: Visit brightfocus.org to learn more.
2: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. Once again, my name's Gary Green. I'm here with my friend and partner Dana Southern, and we are Your Car Insiders. Remember, you can always reach me, 602 525 1370. You can always reach Dana, 602 679 8324. If you should visit our website and you submit an inquiry, I promise you I will reach out to you. When I respond, if I don't hear back, the good news for you is I'm not going to continue to call you. It was kind of funny. I got an, an email from a gentleman the other day asking about the best way to buy a certain vehicle. Well, actually, when I was helping somebody buy a vehicle at that manufacturer's dealership, they actually had one. And his question was very simply this. What is the best way to buy a new Ford Ranger with a lift kit? And that's through the dealership. Now, I have a friend of mine that I love to death and I've helped him a million times. He buys a Jeep Grand Cherokee for his wife and he takes it outside of the dealership and has someone put a lift on the Grand Cherokee. Well, something broke in the suspension and it was to do with the lift, not the factory stuff. So he called me up all excited that his buddy at the dealership, his service advisor, was going to get it handled over under warranty. Well, my friend hasn't called me yet, but my buddy that works at the dealership called me and let me know, hey, Rob was really pissed. I said, what do you mean he was pissed? Well, I saw his truck leaving on a tow truck. Folks, if you buy a brand new vehicle, okay, don't make the statement like the client said the other day when we were looking at the Kona that I'm going to go buy a new stereo for the car. You're not changing the stereo in your new car. Most of these cars, it's not a radio anymore. It's an infotainment center. It's got everything in the car. It looks like a little iPad in so many vehicles. Do
3: you remember when we had that guest on the show that was the detective right. for accident reconstruction and he talked about all the the technology and information that they gather from that infotainment system they know when the car started they know when the car stopped they know when the doors open anyway what Gary's pointing out is it's integrated into and in most cases, it's a multifunctional system and not something that you are just going to swap out.
2: If you have that desire and you cannot help yourself and you need to buy a truck that's lifted and you buy something used just because it looks great doesn't mean it was done correctly. The components, they're not just one or two manufacturers that make these components And if you buy the car and you do that on your own on a brand new vehicle and you have a suspension issue with that vehicle, the odds of the dealership repairing it under the factory warranty are non-existent. Now, I will tell you this. I worked in a Chevrolet dealership for years and General Motors got tired of zero percent financing and dealerships were cutting checks back to clients for four grand. So that they could go to Discount Tire, and they could get their wheels and tires done. Interest-free. Interest-free, and then they could go over to Audio Express and have a DVD player put in. So General Motors, when I worked for Chevrolet in 2004, came out with the program. They came out with nine variations of 20-inch wheels that could fit on a Tahoe. They came out with DVD players that could be installed in the roof of the car or in the headrests. So now they no longer wanted you to sell items through other companies. Now, the cool part about it was they take a car and they put that stuff in it. I sell the car and the customer doesn't want it. Now, what was really nice about it was if I sold the car and the customer didn't want it, a good negotiator would pick the car that had all the stuff and try to get it for free. Because it's already in the car. Well, the deal with General Motors was all we had to do was take the car back to Tempe with a different vehicle, and for free, they would take the items out of the car and switch it to another vehicle. Or, if we had the car for a certain amount of time, I believed they would just take it out of the car. Now, you can't take a a DVD player out of the roof of the car, but when they did the ones in the headrests, they didn't cut your headrest and put the DVD player in, the TV screen. It was a whole other headrest. But the most important thing is, when you're buying a brand new car, buy what it is you want and have the, manu- the dealer do it. Now, dealers actually offer suspension kits from the manufacturer or an authorized kit. So if you were to buy a Ford Mustang... And you buy it from the Ford dealership and you decide at the time that you would like to do that, you'd like to supercharge the vehicle and you'd like to do this and that and it's through Roush, I believe if you buy the car from the dealer and the dealer installs those items, they -hmm. are part of your three-year and 36,000-mile warranty. Now, I have a Dodge Challenger. It's a Scat Pack. It's a 6.4 liter V8, 485 horsepower. I happened to go to Florida. I went to Barrett-Jackson in West Palm Beach. There was this really cool big blue tractor trailer sitting there that said Richard Petty all over it, and they had these Dodge Challengers there. And for $11,000, they could war- they could install on the car a supercharger an exhaust kit, and retune the car to give me more horsepower than a Hellcat. So at the end of the day, with what I paid for my car, if I chose to do that, I would be in a car with more horsepower than a Hellcat. It would be insured as a scat pack, not a Hellcat, and it would be just as fast. However, what happens to the factory warranty? and the extended warranty that I have. Now, I believe when you buy a car, there is a surcharge box for four-wheel drive. There's a surcharge box for commercial. There's a surcharge box for supercharger. Now, a lot of cars, there isn't the box because the supercharger was part of the factory equipment. So when you're buying a car, if you're not understanding what it is you're doing, please call Dana, 602 679-8324. You can call me at 602-525-1370. If you feel the need to send an email, you can go to Gary at yourcarinsiders.com. You can go to Dana at yourcarinsiders.com. You can go to our website. On the website, if you send in a contact form, it will directly go to me and you will get an email back from GaryGreen1 at Cox.net. That's my Private email. I also have the company email as Dana does. Mine is Gary at insiders dot com. Dana's is Dana at insiders dot com. We do not have. We still have a Facebook page, but neither one of us are on Facebook anymore, and we don't have anybody that updates that anymore. Uh, the other thing is the radio show. We no longer place the radio show on our website. It's really simple. The radio show is. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year on 960 The Patriot. If you go to 960 The Patriot and you click on the little box that says podcast, I believe we are the fourth show down in the list, and all of our shows are on that website since we've been doing this on 960. If you go to the Your Car Insider's website, you can go back years and listen to the radio show. We're just no longer putting it on there. The best way to reach us. Very simple. 602-525-1370. If I don't answer the phone, I will call you back. Dana is 602-679-8324.
0: To be the perfect parent. You should have just played catch. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids in the Ad Council.
3: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders. I want to send out a special thanks to the Earnhardt family of dealerships, and you know, kind of a special thanks to Adam Breen at Avondale Hyundai, which is he's just a, a, a joy and a, and a pleasure to deal with. And a extra special thanks to Chad as well out at Rodeo Kia. Um, the difference in in relationship is is kind of staggering when when we go in with a client. And of course we, we deal with the person in charge of the dealership we, we don't we don't do the the back and forth and, and back and forth that's just not how it needs to be now if there's a circumstance where Gary or I feel like they're not offering enough for your trade or if we feel like there's maybe a little bit more room, then we're absolutely going to make sure that we don't leave anything on the table. But really... That's still just kind of the beginning if if you're thinking about financing the car, because ultimately we're going to make sure that you finance it and, and use the money the, the wisest way possible. There are often times when people are, you know, they're cash buyers and they have the ability to pay cash and they're, they're determined to pay cash and they never finance a vehicle. Well, there are times when that is just a really, really horrible decision.
2: The guy I talked about that bought the Infinity, well, that traded the Infinity, he got a bigger rebate financing the car at zero percent than if he'd wrote a check. What sense does that make? And and those are
3: those types of circumstances come up often enough where you know I've had it happen at least a half a dozen times in the last month where it made sense for the client. And in some cases, as an example, to, to finance as little as $7,500 on a $45,000 vehicle, just, and then pay with the intent to pay it off, depending on the brand, when the first payment comes. Or in some cases, you know, three payments need to be paid for, for the manufacturer not to get charged back. But ultimately, if, if you're paying cash and you have the ability to pay cash, it doesn 't make sense to to give up what could be sometimes five hundred a thousand fifteen hundred dollars and the tax savings on that incentive simply because you 're adamant about paying cash if if you use enough money like I alluded to and finance the smallest amount possible over a short period of time as gary mentioned last week i believe there, there is no prepayment penalty in the state of arizona the buyer may prepay the unpaid principal balance in full or in part at any time without penalty providing all interest charges accrued to the date of prepayment have been paid and that's verbatim oh i promise it is
2: here's a funny thing we were just talking about it advertising things that you see on the internet. Here's a perfect example. U.S. News, 14 best car deals this May. So it says purchase deals, 0% financing for 36 months, plus up to $1,250 cash on selected models.
3: When you, before going further, the, the 0% for 36 months, usually only cash buyers can afford
2: that Correct. term, but now, keep going. Here's the best part. The picture of the vehicle in the ad is a Dodge Challenger Hellcat. Bad boy. Okay, so now I go to Dodge's website, and I click on 2019 Challenger SXT rear-wheel drive. Now, this vehicle starts at $27,845. A Hellcat starts at $60,695, or basically double plus six grand. Now, when you click on the Challenger SXT, it says up to 2250 cash allowance, lease for $319 a month, finance for 0% for 36 months. I click on the GT, it says up to 1750 cash allowance, 0% APR. Go to an RT, 1750 cash allowance, 4.9% APR up to 72 months. I now click on a scat pack, seventeen fifty, or zero percent for thirty six months. A scat pack starts at forty grand. Very simple math: take forty divided by thirty six. It's over a thousand dollar payment. Most people, as Dana mentioned, don't want that payment, so it works well for the guy that was going to write a check. Now we go to a Hellcat, and all of a sudden, all of the finance stuff goes away. We get to. Five thirteen for thirty six months on a lease, but it doesn't talk about any of the fees. Then we go to what's called the the SRT Hellcat Red Eye. That car starts at 71695 and the only thing that's offered as a special, and even though it doesn't sound great, it actually isn't horrible, 4.36% for 60 months. Well, when you mentioned earlier, the one, you just mentioned one time
3: 4.9% as the 72-month rate. Right now, that's a really good rate for most banks. Obviously, Gary and I know the best banks to use, but the rates have been climbing and as gary just said even at 60 months 4.34 for excellent credit may be the best you can get
1: welcome to rodeo ford located in goodyear arizona at 13680 west test drive rodeo ford is proud to be one of the premier dealerships in the area from the moment you walk in their showroom you'll know their commitment to customer service is second to none they strive to make your experience with rodeo ford a good one for the life of your vehicle whether you need to purchase, finance, or service a newer free-on-Ford, use come to the right place.
5: Them.
2: welcome back to your car insiders on 960 the patriot once again very special thanks to Lundy's peoria volkswagen located 8801 west bell road in peoria arizona you know when we talk about these deals like i briefly talked about with this challenger it's they talk about one thing but they show you a picture of something else So I get a kick out of this. Is It's also part of the article was you could either look at the 11 cheapest lease deals in May or the 14 best car deals this May. So click out these low-cost, check out these low-cost leases for May. Conventional wisdom says that it can be more expensive to buy a car in warmer weather. That's because everybody wants a shiny new car for summer road trips or new post-graduation jobs. I think the word Dana uses it, one or two words, poppycock. Poppycock. Okay. However, these dozen deals show that they're inexpensive leases to be found on a variety of vehicles this spring. Spring. Several of these lease deals fall under 200 a month, including the 2019 Chevy Trax, Honda Civic, Ford Fiesta. They even have less than $2,000 due at signing. That's less than $2,000 due at signing plus your fees. Plus dealer ads, right. plus tax, plus, yes. So you can lease a... 2019 Acura ILX for 239 a month, 29.99 down. I don't know many people in the state of Arizona, Arizona, that 10,000 miles a year works.
3: And. The twenty nine ninety nine down, just a quick recap. If if that was the actual down payment and they didn't have dealer add ons, which they do, but if they didn't, you'd still have to put sales tax on the initial three thousand, so about two hundred and forty dollars tax on the three grand. So now you're to thirty two forty cash out of pocket. Then you have your registration for the first year and that would be whatever that would be. Then it's, you have it's, it's close. Doc fee. And the dock fees are 500 bucks. We charge less to protect people and save them as much as humanly possible than the dealerships charge just to do the paperwork Correct. to take as much as possible.
2: Now, you're gonna, I'm going to ask Dana a quick question. When you finance a car for 60 months at 0% financing, does the payment change based on the car? Nope. Okay. If you lease two $30,000 vehicles from two separate manufacturers, are the payments normally the same? Could be completely different. Okay, now I'm going to read a Chevy Trax lease. It's a lease deal for one seventy nine a month for thirty six months, with forty one hundred and seventy nine dollars due at signing. That's where I was going before. That, that's so, like six grand at least. Now here's the other thing, though. Current GM lessees get fifteen hundred off that twenty. Becomes twenty six seventy nine. Now I had a really nice gentleman, radio show listener. We're gonna finish. We're gonna finish his car deal, and he. I, I laugh because he's a really, really nice gentleman. And uh, when someone uses the word Chevy instead of Chevy or Chevrolet, that person's been driving Chevys for a really long time, and it's just where he grew up. So he wanted to look at a Honda. So we went to the dealership, and it was just amazing at how close the payment was in a Honda lease to a Chevrolet lease, and the Chevrolet was almost $11,000 more expensive. And it has to do with lease terms. Now, there are people that they wanna lease only Hondas. There are people that wanna stay in General Motors products. Now, when you see an advertised lease special, okay, on a car, and it says leases for this model, it does not mean that the lease rates and the residuals carry over through every model in the lineup.
3: Which, of course, we know is true, and it's it's such a difficult thing because if it, if the rates did stay the same, then if you go from the model they're trying to sell their 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 leader one, where they have the special rate, and they're trying to be able to put in the, the inexpensive ad, well, once you leave that that base model, and it, it kind of happens in, in like the nicer trucks, mm-hmm. doesn't it, Gary? I mean, when you, trucks
2: usually lease like crap anyway.
3: Well, no, but I'm more referring to the the ins, the the incentive part of it where, where like if you get up to a really fancy Ford Platinum it, it doesn't have as good of incentives as an XLT
2: correct and, and, and it's, it's in buying and in leasing it's understanding so I'm going to ask you so, so a couple it, of questions just, about just, buying a car go ahead
3: I was going to say just finishing that if, last point yeah,
2: if you were leasing a car mm-hmm. how interested and how concerned are you with the overall cost of driving the vehicle for 100,000 miles not interested don't care if you're leasing the car, do you care about the resale value of the car?: Not at all. OK. If you're buying a car, I'll ask you the question. Would you buy a Honda CRV, or would you buy a Chevrolet Trax?: I'd buy a Honda CRV.: If you're leasing the car and you went to a Honda EXL, and that payment was this. And the car was roughly a $31,000 car. But then you went over to Chevrolet and you have a current General Motors lease. And you're getting $3,750 and you can lease the $41,000, and I was blown away, Equinox Premier. And the payment's within $45. Which car do you lease? The Chevy. Okay. But every single car deal stands, it on, stands its own. on its own if you want to buy a car for reliability and resale you buy a Honda over Chevrolet 99% of the time and However, more often
3: than not realistically the imports depending on like a CRV as an example they typically have such a high residual that and retain their value so well that they must be charging a high rate in order for it not to be attractive.
2: And, and and what it is is very simply this: when we went to the Honda dealership and we looked at a CRV LX, that is the car that has the subsidized lease. Correct. Okay, so the residual is not as good when you go to an EX. The money factor is not as good. The as finance you. charge goes up. Okay. So what happened was we looked at an EX. Okay, so an EX is cloth interior, power seat, larger screen, sunroof. My friend kindly said, well, how much more is it if I go to leather interior? So now we go to an EXL. Residual goes down again, meaning you're financing
3: a greater portion of a more expensive vehicle.
2: Now we go and we turn around and he says, well, what about if we go to one that's navigation? That becomes a Touring. Residual goes down, money factor goes up. Now, that was the car in the comparison to the $41,000 MSRP Equinox. The MSRP on the Honda was thirty-three grand for a Touring EX. I'm sorry, Touring CRV. Now, with the deal that I wasn't complaining about the deal, but here's what you have to remember. When you go and lease a car, the residual is not negotiable. It is adjustable. By mileage only. By mileage only. The money factor. You need to know what the buy rate is because that can be marked up.
3: And most dealers mark it up. And and again, it's understanding the 50 basis points on a lease markup is 1.2% equivocal APR. And so ultimately, you have to understand that just because you're getting the price and they show you the cap cost is what you've agreed to, well, if they're not writing it at the buy rate and they're marking it up 100 basis points, now they're making 2.4% and they're making a fortune in finance. Here's what you
2: have to remember and understand this. When you walk up to a dealership, there's nothing on the dealership's property that says 501c. Or non-profit organization okay. or Red Cross. So when you're leasing a car, nobody makes a dealership do anything. So when the gentleman leased the Lexus, you sometimes have to choose. Do you want the great, great price and let them make a little bit in finance? Or do you want the great, great price and it's a vehicle that's stagnant and you want the Buy rate on the money factor. Now, I always do the best I possibly can for a client when they're leasing a car. Now, the gentleman that I was with yesterday when we left the Chevy store, he wasn't sure what color he wanted. And it wasn't that he wasn't sure what color he wanted. He wasn't sure what color his wife wanted. That's more accurate. So, and I joking, I was teasing him. So when I called him, I said, you didn't make up your mind because you're afraid of your wife. And after 47 years of being married, he actually said, you're right. Now, he leased a car the last time without her, went home with black, and the car didn't have a sunroof. (laughs) His wife wants a sunroof. Now, I will tell you, at the end of the day, This premier Equinox for $41,000 was a really, 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 really well equipped car. Now, what you have to remember when you look at these cars, he was kind of, it was kind of funny because he didn't, I want that V6. Okay. He goes to the same school my father in law did. My father in law won't buy a car right now because he can't find a car that doesn't have a black dashboard. If you go look at a Ford Edge, a Ford Escape, no matter what color interior you have, all of the trim is black, the seating surfaces are a different color.
3: But let's go back for one second, Gary, and think about what you just said. An Equinox forty one thousand dollar MSRP, do you do you understand
2: what that means Dana, as far as I worked in a Chevrolet dealership in two thousand and four. So a explain Tahoe. it. Was forty one thousand dollars. Now this vehicle that was a premiere was front wheel drive only. So how much is actually a all wheel drive vehicle going to be? Price of cars. Now Dana, when you worked at Honda, how much was a Civic LX?
3: Well, I was there for fourteen when years. You left. Um, MSRP around nineteen five.
2: <laughs> okay. For an LX. Correct. That MSRP today is what?
3: Probably around 21.5.
2: Okay. Not a very big difference. A Tahoe has gone up probably 25% minimum from 2004 when I left to now. Another thing that's changed drastically is manufacturers no longer overbuild cars and over incentivize them. So when I would write the ads... For the Chevrolet dealership, it would read up to $12,000 off on a Suburban. And it would have a stock number. And then it would say similar savings on all inventory. I didn't care which car you bought. If you came in and you wanted one of the vehicles and it was a different Tahoe, or a different Suburban, I figured out how to make it work. I didn't run ads. I'll never forget. I worked in a dealership, and the general manager went nuts. A guy shows up Saturday morning. Right when they opened. Right when we opened, and he's got the Arizona Republic, and he wants the ad price Nissan Frontier. And... The GM told the sales manager, You get up off your butt right now and you convince that guy not to buy this car.
3: Now. Can you imagine being under that kind of pressure? Because it's real pressure.
2: (laughs) Now, here's what the funny thing was we had ordered a vehicle for the ad specifically. It was a base model, Frontier, XE. No no air conditioning. (laughs) No air conditioning. No right side mirror, manual transmission, steel wheels. No radio probably. No radio and no bumper on the back. So the guy came in and said, I live up in Flagstaff. I live down a dirt road. I throw all kinds of crap in the back of my truck and I don't care if it has air conditioning. I don't care if it has a radio. I don't care if it has this. I don't care if it has that. That's the truck I want. It's a matter of fact I actually wanted a black one. Now, when he bought that truck, which he did, he did have to pay for the stupid dealer ads. He didn't care about the stupid dealer ads, but we couldn't run that ad anymore. Because we didn't have a truck anymore. A truck anymore. So this GM sometimes would sell the ad vehicle and then tell the customer they couldn't pick it up till Monday. So we would keep it on the dealership's property with the buyer's order in there, white it out their name, and it would say, there's the car that's in the ad. We already sold it. it was one of my worst experiences working for this guy in the car business. It's not the way that we treat people. He does have a dealership in town. Dana and I don't visit him at all.
0: Nope.